if we're here with an emergency pod, you know it's big news. FRPC Hoots is on the air. I am here with the Canadian Bomber, the Canadian Shaman, the Canadian Bill Simmons, the Canadian Zach Lowe, and the forever Canadian son of Loretta Curran, Nico Nietello. We are here with some exciting news. We have a trade we do. in the we NBA, sir. We have a big sir. trade that we've been talking about for days now. We we had a nice long conversation about it last night that uh, I think by the end of it, we both ended up thinking something like this or maybe slightly different from this was going to be the eventual trade. Um, it seems like Beal really wanted to be in Phoenix. He wanted to play with KD and Devin Booker and maybe even DeAndre Ayton. <laughs> I, I don't know. I think probably not that one. But uh, he you wheeled his, did his no-trade clause correctly and found himself in a situation that he wanted to be in that he thinks has the opportunity to put together a championship team. According to my source, this was in the governor's Ted Leonce's hands last night between the Miami Heat's offer and the Phoenix Suns offer. And Bill's um, input was highly, Ooh. highly thought of in the owner. So when this deal goes down, it will be because the ownership gave uh mm -hmm. the okay to do this deal um i i've been working on this yeah for a long time so um we are in a situation where let's kind of give what the the principalities are give everybody what it looks like right now as of the second with the Woj and Shams. Uh, the uh, trade reports. as of right now has been described as Bradley Beal for Chris Paul. Uh, sadly, our guy Chris Paul having to find a new home again. Landry Shamit. Multiple pick swaps. We don't know any details on those yet. And a handful of second round picks, whatever that means. We're going to have to wait, wait and see what mm -hmm. this ends up being. Um, another thing that that did just come out in the last five minutes that might inform why the Phoenix team seemed to have such a stranglehold on these negotiations, Chris Haynes is reporting that Miami's main focus is Damian Lillard. Maybe they weren't as involved in this Bradley Beal sweepstakes as we originally thought. Um they have uh, a genuine belief he, this could be the offseason. He seeks a change. So if that happens, that's going to be a whole lot of fun. Well, that's still speculatory. Uh, we're looking at a situation where um, <clears throat> with the Dame situation is really just tied to their draft. Okay. Uh as you have coined it, Cronin is a big fan yeah. of Dame. And, uh, you know, all the reports were that they were going to build around Dame. Um, 
I'm still in the wait and see pattern with that yeah. one. I know the reports are out there, but I wonder if we have more blockbuster blockbuster trades that are about to happen because I don't think there's a deal that would really satisfy yeah. Dame. That would put them in that upper echelon yeah. of the Western Conference. And if that said, then I can understand his his want to go to Miami. Um, yeah. He's been a good soldier in Portland for a very, very long time. He's kept his mouth shut. He's worked hard. He's given that uh, city incredible moments, mm-hmm. just incredible moments. And, um, you know, whatever happens from this point out, I think, I think the draft will be uh, – Unless he's traded within the next couple of days, but I think the draft is kind of like the uh, inflection point yeah. that we might be waiting on Nico with that. But with this Bill deal, they do have a big three, big right? Four, um, four, you have Kevin Durant. Kinda, kinda. We are not doing this. We are not <laughs> well, just, doing the AV deal right now. I'm not. We are thinking, not doing this. This is a happy day. Of as in terms of stars necessarily, but just if you look at the cap sheet. They've got four guys making $22 million or more annually. And that's like, Mm -hmm. it's a big four style of roster building at the very least. Okay. Here's a two minutes ago from Mark Stein. Chris Paul made $10 million extra guarantee salary via this trade. And if laid by Washington can choose his next team, albeit with Phoenix being ineligible to resign him. There, uh, the next line so, there, you need to read that next one. There's that. Right under. Which one? Which one we're talking about? There's a lot of things. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, 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 no. Laker Nation, here's the deal. Chris Qual, this is the Trevor Lane thing. This is what Trevor wanted. This is what Matt, the optimist, Peralta wanted. This is actually what Ron uh, Gutterman wanted, which is kind of weird. If he is bought out, uh, there is a good chance that he could join the Lakers. I am not a huge fan of this part of the situation, personally. I think you can – I think Dennis was awesome at his role. Um, (laughs) So there that is. Um, I'm also showing – on the screen, can you the see salary. it? The yeah. let me see if I can blow this up. The salary. All right. I, I wish I, I can get it I all. I do want to say quickly about that Stein report. I wouldn't a hundred percent rule out. A, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. You can see that, right? I, I want to say quickly. I wouldn't a hundred percent rule out a Chris Paul return to the Suns yet, because it still could be possible if hypothetically. Washington were to trade him to another team and uh, then he'd receive the buyout from that second organization because um, Washington looks like a team going directly into a rebuild. So hypothetically, they could look at another franchise who um, has dead salary that goes out for longer and think, oh, there's this Chris Paul contract. There is a certain amount of non-guaranteed salary you can waive. It's now not very much, but it's still in amount that you could take off your books. But also, I, do we have to rule out him just staying in Washington? Because 
They, no, this no. is the guy. No. Ben Rip. I mean, all of it. All of it is open for interpretation. I would think that um, Chris Paul, at this point of his career, he is he is looking to win mm-hmm. at all costs. So I don't look at the Washington situation as yeah. consumable for him at this point. I would believe that this is a temporary mm-hmm. destination for Chris Paul. All my information said that. Now, if the trade would have went down and it would have went a different way or whatever, and there was a third team involved, because I do know that there was a third team trying to get in on this action late. Um, they also are in the Northeast. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe a place that I used to reside. Um, So... There were there were talks that went into the night, Nico. Um, I will say that I did hear some things about the Boston Celtics trying to in, uh, interject themselves yeah. into this trade. Um, but the the problem was is that it was too far down the road. When mm-hmm. you and I talked last night, I told you that the two offers were in the owner's hands. Um, now, as far as Miami looking at Dane, as far as that's concerned. I do believe yeah. that is real. I do believe that that was also part part of the package where maybe there was a little less in there that was. I think we're gonna find out when the newsbreakers do their deal. That this was probably it. It was probably yeah. the best deal. Well. I we still need to see what the draft picks are, but I guess I guess I, I told guess you it wasn't going to be a lot, buddy. But but I told you to, it wasn't going to be a lot. Point like if there's multiple pick swaps, if that just literally means hypothetically two unprotected pick swaps, and let's say a handful of picks is for future seconds. I'm not sure that I expected Beal to go for more than that. Like, that seems about right. The two pick swaps are about equivalent of the one future first I thought they'd receive. And then I thought they'd receive a small asset besides that. A handful of second-round picks quantifies it itself as that small asset. You, I, I think this is... Mm-hmm. I people are torching this on Twitter right now. You're just in the newsbreaker. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're just in the newsbreaker second re- section right now, but for the most part people are online absolutely roasting this move and when a player has a no trade clause, you're not going to get a whole lot more than this. We've seen this time and time again. They they force themselves to distinct locations. In our group think tank last night, we had a person who um, voiced that, you know, DeAndre Ayton should be in this deal, right? And it made all the sense in the world, right? A young talent, you know, control controllable asset, probably very easy to move if you wanted to go ahead and do yep. so, right? And it made all the sense in the world. But I had the information that that was not going to yeah. be the case. I, I didn't. I, he was never part I of that deal. Love the never behind it either. Personally, just because 
I feel like a team built kind of like this current Washington team with the younger guys they'd want to develop and DeAndre Ayton feels to me like a 32 to 35 win squad. That, that, I mean, you and I agreed agreed on that last night, and we'll continue to agree on it today. And I do understand the other person's thought um, process in it. I definitely understand it. Um, I don't think they. I think they romanticize trying to win and build as they went along for so long that this was the only way to do it, is to literally demolish it, almost mm-hmm. tie your hands, right? In a, in a sense, physically tie your hands so you can allow yourself to fall to a point where you can start getting real assets that can possibly make a difference for your franchise and your yeah, franchise that's, future. That's fair. I. To be honest, if you look at it on in terms of direction of the team, it's not that dissimilar from the Harden trade. Because the thing I kept saying about the Harden trade, and people would try to bring Ben Simmons back to the Rockets back, way back then in the original Harden trade, and different situations like that, adding like sub-all-star players. Like an added value of the Brooklyn package was the fact that you are tanking out and getting yourself into that top few to secure your best chance at those elite players in the league. You have to also consider that as an asset acquisition. And that's the way the Wizards were looking at this. They, The Suns didn't have a whole lot of draft picks they could fling to the Wizards. And there's been the conversation that uh, Bradley Beal with his no trade clause kind of exercise hey you are you are not uh trading high value assets for me high value players but he would have accepted more draft picks so the wizards were kind of in between a rock and a hard place in this situation and i i kind of think they made it out okay i don't know if it was like the way mm-hmm. you said it was i i honestly and we have something highlighted on the screen right now. Um, as everybody in Washington, D.C. knows that Brad Bill was yep. very, very close with the ownership. Okay. Um, I believe they were a partnership and a conduit to really help this go along. I understand that it does not look great right now. It doesn't look like you got... I'm sure there's people in Washington upset about the value that they got for Bradley Bill. You also have to understand that even though Nico thinks he's going to bounce back or whatever, he's played 90 games in the last two two years. Okay? He's had two real healthy seasons and then maybe a couple where if you want to squint and whatever, maybe three or four. But he is, what, an 11-year vet? Okay. So seven of those years yeah. have not been fantastic. Okay, mm-hmm. when it comes to the injury part. Now, Leonsis kind of allowing this to go down like this. Did Bradley Bill a favor 100%? And that shows his 
tremendous relationship that he had, that he cultivated with this young man. Unfortunately, it wasn't it wasn't the true superstar ownership relationship that if he if Bradley Bill was yeah. Devin Booker, right, as far as talent, the partnership would kind of made more sense or whatever when you talk about this type of trade. But I just think they were so close that he was going to do everything in his power to make it right for Bradley Bill because he believed that Bradley Bill was such a good soldier yeah. Yeah, while he was fair. in Washington. Because like, he that's repped the D.C. to the post. the no-trade clause in the first place. Like, if you would have offered Bradley Beal his maximum amount of money with the trade kicker and everything else included, he's probably taking the deal. They probably just gave him the no-trade clause for the same reason back in the day Phil Jackson gave Carmelo the no-trade clause just because, hey, no matter what, I'm talking to you about what this trade is and you're only going to a location where you want to be. So this being in the contract doesn't really make a difference. I think that was the the implication Mm -hmm. there. So I agree with that. I more so was just saying like, Mm -hmm. if you're a star player with a no trade clause and you're trying to force yourself to, to get traded or hypothetically like with Beal, it just made sense at this point for him to get traded. Mm -hmm. You're not going to want to get traded for another superstar because then whatever team you're going to doesn't have a superstar. No, right. So that's just kind of the situation Beal was in. I don't I think agree. he was like holding it over the organization or anything. It's just like a point of logic. Um, I I, mm-hmm. I agree with this overall, and my my final takeaway is just like. This wasn't as bad for the Wizards as everyone's acting like it is. And I, the more I think about it, I might not like it too I'm much with for you. the Suns. I, I, I think the public perception of this move right now is that the Wizards are, are dinosaurs or whole, like old, old brains in the NBA who do things in that, like, old school way that was successful through the 70s 80s 90s and they haven't really adapted to this modern world my takeaway from this trade Mm -hmm. is i i think the suns are more the dinosaurs because they're doubling down and going uh, making a move of all the movable contracts they have to double continue doubling down on this big three team building strategy and it doesn't look uh-huh. like it's successful anymore it looks like depth wins championships now yes, way more sir. than before because your guys number four five six seven on your nba rosters are now way better than they've been in any era throughout time i I kind of think this is going to look like the Clippers situation in a few years. I, I, Kevin Durant might have the wagon. Well, let's look at it, Nico. I was sitting here yeah. playing with my new toy, right? We have the, we have the salaries up yeah. for Bradley Beal. Okay, so we just went through 
the 2022-2023 season, so we can just get rid of that one, right? And then we can just focus on where we are. This is where we are, folks. Hold on, let me just highlight this. I can do this, right? Uh, Yeah. This is where we are, okay? So this year he is 46.7 mil. 2024, 2025, 50.2. Next year after that, 53.6. And then the last year of the contract is 57. Yeah, but that's also a player option, too. Yeah, player option, which let's see. Uh, What's your thoughts on him picking that up? Yes, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Because we all about the cash here on FRPC. It's the same thing Chris Paul did for the Suns, where you take a little bit less money in the modern year in order to be extended for a long. Yeah. Right. You could do that. Yeah. And, you know, depending on how it all goes, right? We'll see. But at least let's concentrate on these other three years, though, Nico. In a team building concept like you were talking about, with depth and what have you, okay? We're looking at a situation where we know that uh, Booker mm-hmm. is making a ton of money. We know that Kevin Durant is mm-hmm. making a ton of money. DeAndre Ayton is on what we call the fun, yeah. the mm-hmm. fun max, mm-hmm. right? Maybe, the rookie yeah. extension. Um, so... Now we add Bill, and we're looking like at 160 yeah. something million a year, and if already. Okay, have, like 161, I believe, somewhere in there. You have every single player on the Suns roster right now. Okay, and Cam is making what? Can you pull that up real quick? Five million. I'll get that on there to be 100. percent Yeah, please. Well, just without the cam, uh, the cam uh, pain contract, you're looking at about 161 million dollars. We also know that the second apron is at 179.5. We still don't have a complete yeah, CBA. Um, <clears throat> yeah, six. Okay, that's even. That's not even. That's even worse. Um. So you're looking at approximately what 167 million, and if the apron stays exactly where they have yeah. kind of speculated it would be, there are they are 12 million dollars away. Now, not as punitive this year, mind you, but yeah, next year. Next year's not looking. <laughs> All that. All that, yeah, that's where they're, Armageddon they're is. Signing up to three now, would that also mean they are two time repeater in that taxes? Let's say okay. they go into this year and then next year, that's the second year. This year, was the right? Year. If they, they were, they were keep everything status quo, this year. yeah, so, yeah, but I don't think this counts for the it, well, new counts CBA. on the repeater. I think tax this rules. year would. No, no, that, we're gonna have to get that, clarification I'm, on I'm that beyond one. Beyond certain, on it's you still count as a repeater tax team. The only reason I'm so sure of that is because so many teams went above the tax this upcoming season. So I've already looked at clarification for that rule, and uh, it, you will still be uh, it will still count towards your repeater tax. This is why 
this is why uh, people oh, are trying to share salary. Definitely. And yeah, so men, this is I why think, Washington I think did what this. Phoenix is doing right now is attacking the CBA in a different way than everyone else seems to. They seem to be accepting those frozen draft picks in the future. If they continue to go over the line and those frozen draft picks become locked and move to the end of the first round, that'll be problematic. But if their plan is just to go over until they run up against the locked provision, which would come in not next year or the year after, but the year after that, and that's when they shed the money when maybe KD is a little bit older. I think that that's a decent strategy for them. That being said, I, I'd be really worried about freezing my draft picks when I have young players and I'm not sure what like someone like Devin Booker is going to be in a couple of years. You, however, mm-hmm. might just end up flipping him and using that to build your next team. I don't know. Yeah, I am about to show you something mm-hmm. in one second, okay? Give me one second. Something just came up, and I want to bring it okay. to your attention. The car. Uh, title odds. All right. Here. Yeah. Here we go. Can you see it? Hold on. I'm bringing it up. Uh, okay. So yeah. now we have the the other particulars mm-hmm. that were involved. Okay. Milwaukee was the team um, I always thought you'd have been in there. Yeah. Well, Milwaukee didn't even get to the final stages of that deal. So Sacramento yeah, was also involved as well. Okay. Yeah. So, um, no, just I'm I'm just trying to paint a full picture for people how all this is kind of going down. Um, your thoughts on Miami missing out on Beal if Dame stays in Portland because it's not a slam dunk. Dame leaves. We've been waiting on Dame to leave for what Beal too <laughs> three seasons basically. It seems to yeah, be I mean, like all the of them, year you know. where it's happening finally. Um, I'm actually surprised that Miles yeah, Turner isn't yeah. going because how many times, it how many years like, did we hear his like name in the, in the Roman Mill? No, that's, that's my, my read of Everybody. the situation so far. He's a perfect Rick Carlisle guy. Um, it would be so yeah, crazy yeah, if he got traded draft yeah. night. I <laughs> Like, listen, everybody else that was supposedly rumored to get traded for, like, the last three years got traded. You got to get I, traded, too. <laughs> it's just so. – it's the rule. I it's science. So. Um, I, I'd still be okay with Miami <laughs> if they didn't go get Dame. Uh, they they did just make it to the finals yeah. this year with uh, a bunch of weird guys. Mm-hmm. I I think there are smaller moves mm-hmm. they can make to, to make another run, especially considering the – jump that Bam seemed to take at different times throughout the playoffs. Uh, Jimmy getting older would be a mm-hmm. little bit of a cause for concern, and I'd like a better point guard than Gabe Vincent on the team, ultimately. But if, it, if it's not Dame, I think right. there are still other guys you could find, hypothetically, maybe a Trey Jones type if he ends up getting bumped out in San Antonio or someone like that. Uh, 
would would be solid. Maybe you you find a way to go after Fred Van Vliet. There's been a lot of momentum on rumors that the Rockets have made a big offer to Fred in the last couple of days, and they have shot up mm-hmm. the bet, betting odds for him as well. So maybe that happens. I don't know. Uh, we'll wait and see. Better choice is Hunt. Yeah. yeah, that's that's the the spot we're at now. <clears throat> Let's look at a couple more things. The actual fit with Bill, we have to go with current roster construction, but I do want to tease some other things. Right now, it's Aiton, Durant, Booker, Bill, and Campaign, correct? Yes, yes. Okay. They should be able to now do veteran minimals for like Londale. Who's the other guy I'm thinking of? <laughs> Maybe Biombo. Uh I don't know what TJ Warren's oh, market yeah. is. Uh, I have no clue. Yeah, he, we'll find that out. Yeah, That'll I flesh don't out. Want them to bring him back. He has the same type. Well he has the same type of you don't want that Aiden has <laughs> where you're just like fighting for shots in the same places that you the best players on your team are fighting for shots. I think they're like maybe him going to a place like Indiana or Milwaukee could open some stuff up for him. But I, I just really don't think him coming back to Phoenix. It makes the most sense for them. Uh, Tory Craig is another guy. They no. could go back and try and get in the ring for um, Patrick Beverly, perhaps. Mm-hmm. They need cheap shooting. Yeah. So it's we all. <laughs> um, which is hard to find. You know, it really is. So I guess oh, I'm trying to think of guys. Is this like the Corey Josephs uh, of the world? Like, I'm not saying he's yeah, available. Well, I, I'm just I, saying, like, it seems like he might be available. There was, uh, a moment during the Monty press conference, every single piston on the team made it to the Monty press conference, except for Corey Joseph. Corey Joseph also noted Casey guy. I I know Casey's still in the organization, but I wonder if uh, it might be time for Corey Joseph to move on. But he, he'd be the right kind of guy for them to, to kind of look at. I'm I, I'm doing the same thing as you right now, trying to see if we're getting any more updates. It doesn't doesn't seem. I'm actually looking at the one thing that I want to bring up with Bill is this: is that a lot of people will go and talk about like three point shooting, marksman, and what oh, have you. Let that, me give you that's some. Not been the case. That's let me give you some case. reality. Let me give you some reality. Since uh, even in the years where he was. Really uber productive, thirty-seven and a half percent from three, thirty-five point one, the thirty-five point three, thirty-four point nine, and then thirty percent. He, bro, yeah, it's not even the same guy. He is not not a volume three point shooter like that. It's the same uh, perception that people have of Devin Booker, actually. 
it's they, this team seems to be really doubling down on attacking the mid range. Like as of right now, they've built like the team of mid range assassins. It's just, yeah, it's a hard shot to live and die by. And, um, you can trade you can trade DeAndre Ayton to Chicago and then get Demar Derozan and then can complete the the mid range yeah, domination. If, if I could trade DeAndre Ayton, the guy the guy I'd want on this team is like Kavon Looney. Give me just some guy who's gonna suck up every board from every mid range miss that we have, and just put the ball back out. I want that. To, I know Kavon Looney's not available, but like, give me Andre Drummond. Give me someone like that. Just uh, an effort rebounder who can keep the plays going because I think that's the best shot you're going to have. Having all these shot creators, you just want to give them the most opportunities possible. The other question I have is this. Durant, last three, four years, injured prone. Devin Booker has had hamstring growing injuries. And now we bring Bradley Bill in, who's not the most healthiest person yeah. on the face of the planet either. Are we doing like Clippers yeah, like this feels Arizona? very Clippers-ish to me. This feels like the the Clippers move uh, overall. The trying to rejigger this three big three team building. I I feel like it's a thing of the past. I might be wrong. I might be naive, but it doesn't seem like it's having the same success that it used to. And I I just don't know about this. The other thing is is that do we believe now because they have Durant, Booker, and Beal that every veteran minimum guy is going there? See, because I don't look at it that way because I look at it where I can go and play in Denver. I can go and play in yeah. Philly. Yeah, there's options. I can go play in... Yeah, so it's not like you just grab these three guys and now it's like the Pied Piper syndrome and every veteran minimal guy who has never worn a ring is just flocking like, to the Valley of the Sun. But I don't want to yeah. sound like negative about the whole thing, but I'm just – I'm really trying to understand, Nico, just the build. You know, we were – they gave us yeah. so much in that trade with Durant so much. I mean, just the assets upon assets that they gave up. I mean, they couldn't have kept one of the wings. They could have kept one of them. them. That's Kevin Durant you're trading for. Like, if you're doing it, you're trading it all. But they gave up the picks, the picks and all that. It's just too much. You're saying Kevin Durant. Yeah, if it was Kevin Durant at 28, I've been straight with all of what they gave up. But they got Kevin Durant at 34. And that's a bigger deal. Here's the thing. The Lakers did the same thing with AD, right? They went all in. But you know what they went all in on? Yeah. A 26-year-old. That's mm-hmm. what they went all in on. Phoenix Suns have gone all in on a 34-year-old, often injured, albeit 
one of the best players we've mm. ever seen offensively, one of the greatest weapons we've seen. Mm. But he is often injured. So yeah, I definitely I think the Nets and the situation they put themselves in repeatedly, not just this time now, but also after the uh, KG trade and everything has kind of given teams hope that you you can go all in and then pivot and re put yourself in not such a bad spot. So over the last few years, it seemed like more teams have been willing. Like you look at Minnesota, you look at Atlanta, you look at several teams throughout the league. There's been this willingness to go all in for certain players. Kevin Durant is the right kind of guy to go all in for, but you you need the right kind of team around him, and I'm just not 100% convinced this is it. He seems to be very bought into that big three mentality. And at this point in his career, I think Kevin Durant stands alone as the guy who has had the best teammates of all time. He is, people want to say that about LeBron. Kevin Durant is in a league of his own at this point. He's played with everyone. So I, I hope it's successful for their sake. I hope it's a good team that's fun to watch. I'm just really concerned about it overall. What is this talk about Durant's legacy? Yeah, I don't You know what I'm saying? Like, you are chasing dudes. Mm -hmm. You look thirsty as hell, basically. You're the guy that they they talk about at the club. It's like, oh, see, you're you're trying too hard. Yeah, you're – yeah, this is – this. yeah, this ain't going to work. Well, I'm not sure if it's thirsty as hell. The vibe I've got from the Kevin Durant saga post-Oklahoma City is he felt like he made a mistake going to the Warriors. And the rest of his career since then has seemed to be trying to make up for that mistake in the perception of the, the public or the perception of himself or whatever it is. It seemed to be like his attempt to see show like hey i can do this as the number one guy when i'm not on steph's team and it's that old school lebron style of team building when you just want to throw together the best guys and see how that works for you and it's it doesn't work like it used to it just doesn't there's one ball Mm -hmm. right one ball the other thing, Bill's not really a great defender. You're going to have to put defenders yeah. around them. You know, like, they need a, a, a they need a big that is a real, real defensive game changer Yeah, for cheap. The, they do like, need a defensive big, for sure. <laughs> But I think having Kevin Durant and Devin Booker took a huge step last year as a defender. Now adding Bradley Beal, giving him even more time off the ball, I think he can make even maybe another step up defensively to be like a really good defensive player in the league. You add that 
and and the defensive big. I think the defense can figure itself out. I just the offense is just living and dying by stuff I wouldn't want to live and die from. Who's going to orchestrate for this uh, I, I think they're probably going to be leaning into a co- combination of Booker and Beal. Both of them are good enough to be secondary ball handlers and playmakers. So I think together, considering their level of talent, it, it's going to be enough. It's going to look kind of similar to that the Boston team running through Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. They've just got... Well, it, yeah, we see how that worked. worked well enough to get them <laughs> see to how the that finals worked. and get them to Game Seven the year after. This team just also has Kevin Durant on it, so that that's definitely the upside. But like like I said, I don't, I don't think this is going to be a particularly fruitful situation. It's I just I think the defense could be okay if they add the right guy. My my dream for the guy that they were going to bring in is a guy who. Our, Kevin Durant is noted as thinking is a great player. I wanted them to go get Porzingis. I think he's the the like ideal fit for a situation like that. I know he's also dealt with his injuries, but at this point, when you have a guy like Kevin Durant, you're already rolling the dice, hoping that you get healthy to go to the playoffs. I'm I'm kind of willing to do it on both sides. And he provides that rim protection and the three-point shooting that this team entirely needs. Well, the good thing is we won't have to worry about that because that salary well, is I, definitely... No, I think he's becoming Washington, a free you know, agent. So... so. It, it, uh, it's a player yeah. option. We'll see. I, I feel like he'd want to step out yep. of Washington. There might be a chance for him to get traded and extended considering the new extension rules, but I could also. I don't think he's given up on the 36 well, mil. So, no, that's I don't fair, think he's given up it, on that. It could end up being one of those situations where you give up 36 mil to get 28 mil over three years. I, I could see Chris Ups putting himself in a spot like that. And given his injury or I keeping it at 36 and seeing if I could repeat what I did this year to then go ahead and do the contract extension where maybe I can get closer to the 36 than I, I might if I just See, if out. I'm someone like Chris Ups who's dealt with injuries for most of my career and almost has, has very rarely had a healthy summer and I'm coming off of one of my best seasons, coming into the offseason healthy and ready, I'm, I'd am i want to take this as my opportunity to cash in and sign long-term. I'd, I'd rather secure that long-term money to kind of protect against future injuries if it does happen with someone my size as Kristaps rather than rolling the dice that I'm going to, again, have my second healthy season, which I haven't really had too many of those consecutively. Well, we'll see what he does do ultimately. I think there's more of a lean the other way, but we'll see. Minnesota Um, never made the Gobert trade, and they could just, like, drop Porzingis on that team with all the picks they have and not have Gobert. That would be (laughs) the perfect team for Anthony Edwards. Just shooters everywhere, him going to the rim unencumbered. 
also would make it easier to move on from and that. ifs were fifths we'd be drunk so you know so yeah you don't yeah. live in fantasy land so now i am i guess the only thing that i can say about this is um kudos to washington for the <clears throat> i mean this new this new group this triumvirate that they brought in, they they ripped the Band-Aid off. And whomever, yeah. or if it was all three of them, whoever got to Leontis and said, we kind of have to tear it down to build it back up. Oh, I, yeah, I think. Good for them. I think it good for the winger in the original interview. Because, like, man, it's been evident for a long time. And this guy... <laughs> I always make the joke about how he got scared by Jan Vesely, but I, I really think that's what it was. They they took one project player really high and then basically abandoned the rebuild. They ended up with a couple other high picks in Beal and Wall afterwards, but they were immediately trying to make trades to get better and just get back into the mix. It worked out for them eventually. Otto Porter also another high pick they had, but... It it just wasn't wasn't the right move, and they if they would have taken a more full scale look at the team, I think they could uh, put themselves in a lot better of a spot. Like I think the ultimate like example and truth of this is the Beal trade should have happened two years ago, and you would have gotten so much more for this guy. I understand why you didn't do it. Yeah, but you know what? At this point, we're done with that. We this is yeah, where we are. We live now. I, I, still I understand we can go back and we've done it with the redrafts and all that. But here's my problem with this: mm-hmm. we say that, and it is ultimately true because he was a B plus, B minus, or B player getting A plus money, one hundred percent. What cannot be denied is whatever affection mm-hmm. Leontes had for Bill, he yeah. was willing to cease a yeah, lot of this story. Sure. Well, you, we can look at it as a we can look at it as a negative mm-hmm. towards well, him. Yeah, and I think Leontes is taking a lot of crap when it comes to that. But we also ask owners to. Let it rise sometimes with other teams. So we, 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 we always fight this balance of: Did you do the right thing? Did you, you know? And then you know, you get more aggressive on this side. It's kind of like with the coaches, right? If you have a players coach the last time, you're going to get a disciplinary the next time, right? Right. So, I mean, I understand where Washington fans who have lived it. I understand their point of view. But now you're here. You're here. We are here. Yes. Is it a year too late? Because when Bayamo's coming out yeah. this year, this this particular year, mm-hmm. and all the other talent that's coming out, right? Yeah. But you did get here. And now it's like, okay, you have a really good front office. Dawkins mm-hmm. is excellent from OKC. Um, um, Schlenk, uh, the the guy from Atlanta. Um, also from Golden State, people want to slam on them for for 
Atlanta, but he was also a very integral part of that Golden State um, build. I think you have a grain trust there can, that can navigate these waters pretty successfully if they're allowed to. I think Bill was the only incongruent piece that would yeah. not allow them to do that, and I think they did the right thing by getting him out the building. Yeah, and I know that sounds harsh, but it was Leonce's kind of binky, and they allow mm-hmm. and to Leonce's credit, they allowed he allowed the binky to be let go. Do we worry about what they got as far as value and all this other stuff? Probably. But my whole thing is let the yeah, rebuild. No, I, I agree begin. with that. And I'm not interested in litigating the past, though I would look at that situation and whatever this Lillard trades and ends up being whenever it happens, if it happens. And as an other owners yeah. in the future, I would take note of that and I would try to learn from that. I would try I'd be more willing to mm-hmm. act quickly rather than delay my my rebuild by the long periods i think the rockets got actually kind of lucky as far as that was concerned with the time harden asked out being kind of like the the natural time that it seemed like okay this isn't gonna work we need to to rebuild the whole russell westbrook thing exploded and they ended up getting picks that they maneuvered into shangun which no that was awesome and then Harden asked out at the perfect time for us, and we were able to recover there. Other teams like Washington and Portland haven't been so lucky. They've been in situations where they have these stars who mean a lot to their team and their city, and they want to stay there. They want to see it through, but it's not the best thing for them or for the team. I Hold on. This in 10 minutes ago, Washington Wizards are likely to reroute Paul, Chris Paul in a trade to the Los Angeles Clippers to pursue a oh, reunion with the go. future Hall of Famer. Leave sources tell Chris Hayes. There you go. So let's get on this. Okay, CP3 looks like he might be getting rerouted to the Clippers. So he's going back home. And guess what? The Lakers get shut out. Of the CP3 sweepstakes yet again. <laughs> How and many times does leave that it happen? to the Clippers. I love it. The I love that this is hurting. Allow Chris I love that it's hurting. Lakers ever. God yeah. will not allow Chris Paul to play <laughs> I'm for the sure. Lakers. I'm not sure. If God himself God has come that, down. That guy down below, Mr. Stern. Jesus Christ has come down. This is the this is the ghost of Stern just forbidding it from ever happening. Uh, oh my god. Oh, you know what this is? I know exactly what this is. This is a little bit of what we talked about last night. Oh, Kobe yeah. Bryant's in heaven going. If I can't no play can. with Chris Paul, LeBron cannot play with Chris Paul. He will not be a Laker if yeah. he couldn't play with me. And Kobe's still our PR guy, the Mamba. He's up there working on his three-point shot. And I'm sure that he is somehow tapped into some Kevin McHale film mm-hmm. up there 
and just becoming the ultimate offensive weapon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we stayed on long enough to get kind of the I, reroute situation. So we do that know is, that that is possible. What? I I hope it's another thing we talked about last night, Mr. Norman Powell going to Washington. I want Norman Powell to be freed from this Clippers. Hell. I do not want Norman Powell to be freed from the Clippers. I do not want Norman Powell to be freed from the Clippers. I want him to stay a Clippers. guy in purgatory. Yes. Yes, I do. No, and I just, I don't know. I tell you this, I'm really excited. This means that, and I think this is going to get done too quickly. I don't look at this as going to be a situation where this is going to take like two or three days. I think they want all of this done um, from what uh, my sources told me. They want all this kind of stuff done before the draft. They want it. They want a clear picture mm-hmm. of where they are. So, um, nothing, nothing more yet. Is there anything else that we need to hit with? Um, <laughs> what? what, what, what? Yeah, fans are yeah. mad, bro. <laughs> I have a. We have like, that. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Let me say this one thing. Trevor Lane has been pushing this propaganda for a week and a half now about CP3 mm-hmm. coming to the Lakers. And listen, albeit if he was going to take a backup role, but we all know Chris Paul mm-hmm. was never going to take a backup role. So, personally, I didn't see the fit. But Trevor Lane has been pushing this. So I can understand why Laker fans are upset. I actually think that Laker fans might yeah. be dodging a bullet. Honestly, as a Laker fan, I am extremely excited that Chris Paul is being rerouted to street lights instead of I bright lights. Adds even more to the whole Wizards Rockets point guard relationship. They've went through Russell Westbrook, John Wall, Chris Paul, Patrick Beverly, all consecutively, all former Rockets as well. It's just weird how much overlap there seems to be between our two rosters as far as that position goes. When you tell me that salaries cannot be moved, you're absolutely wrong. There's not a salary in this league that can be moved. There's not one salary in this league yeah. that cannot be moved. So, uh, so we got a lot going on, and we got draft coverage coming up tomorrow. We got more on this deal. If the Chris Paul thing breaks, uh, yeah. we'll be on it, right? And uh, we'll get on top of that. Nico probably well, will not. We, will yeah, I don't think that's big enough for I don't know, We can cover it tomorrow. Oh, it's big enough for LA, so I will cover it. Because the Chris Paul thing going to the Clippers and the Los Angeles Lakers fans, 
Dude, I might just sit here for like 30 minutes yeah, and just fair. read tweets. Because this is going to be awful. Laker fans are about to lose their mind, Nico. I am telling you right now, we might actually have an earthquake on Father's Day here because CP3 is going to the Clippers. And how <laughs> dare he yeah. go to the Clippers? How dare he? Yeah, we'll have to wait and see. Because Laker exceptionalism on full display from Laker fans mm-hmm. <laughs> on Twitter right now. So, because they are not happy. Yeah. Is there um, <laughs> is there anything else that was intriguing about the deal to you, um, or how I, quickly it happened? No, I kind of like as we were talking through it last night. I think we kind of put together the order of operations because of the the reports that were coming out publicly it it this reported package of chris paul and landry shamit had been out for a day or two and then yesterday the rumors that uh the heat package included haywood highsmith and nikola jovich came out and that seemed to indicate that the suns were trying to get more more or Uh, Sorry, not the Suns. The Wizards were trying to get more from the Suns in that package because, hypothetically, if Duncan Robinson, Nikola Jovic, uh, Haywood Highsmith, and whatever other salary needed to be added was on the table and Bradley Beal agreed to go to Miami, that's an infinitely better package than this one. The, The Wizards would have taken it immediately. So... It, it seemed to be an indicator that they were kind of trying to push the Suns to include a little more, and maybe that's how this handful of second-round picks worked in. We also kind of talked about how there might be uh, the periphery of a three-team deal. I, I believed that more yesterday than you did, but you bought into it this morning, that they were trying to find another location for either CP3 or hypothetically Aiton to kind of move the back it doesn't it was well, never yeah, at, at, yeah i know i it know you never stood eaten. on that on that island but like that that was just what the discuss yeah. the public discussions were and e- if it was either one right. there would need to be that third team to take take them on and now that's what we're hearing with the clippers so those were the last couple pieces that needed to be worked out it seems like um, the Wizards were willing to to act on the move and say, we'll figure out the CP3 thing later, and they figured it out seemingly a lot faster than uh, we realized. Or perhaps they Names to think about that might be mm-hmm. in that Clipper situation? Bones Highland. Uh, yeah, I, uh, man. I, okay. I don't know. I'm just... They, just, they need just to money, out there. Though, and that, I'm trying to figure out what the money is. No, I think what I'm saying is that they will move money, but I think also part of the comeback, he will be somewhere yeah. in there. I so let me. We'll take, see how it all goes, but see, um, maybe we can close it out with trying to put together this Chris Paul trade. Um, seeing. 
reckless uh yeah trade yeah. speculation love it and we do want aggregators and by the way follow us on twitter front runner pc that's me and at nico frpc on twitter we also have at nico or is it frpc nico, nico. on tiktok which one is it yeah nico yeah, it's the same thing okay yes, that's our tiktok we got tick tiki talks we also have the youtube so some of this will be up on youtube we might oh, just put the whole thing up oh i wonder <clears throat> oh, oh i think i know i think i know what the other part of the trade is that the, i just realized the clippers have a guy who's been trying to get his way to phoenix since his rookie contract expired, Mr. Eric Gordon has long had an interest in playing for the Phoenix Suns, has signed an, uh, an extension there, or signed a contract there. It ended up getting matched by the Pelicans. He was very upset about it. He's moved around a little bit since then. Also, the Suns were talking to the Rockets pretty seriously, um, not the deadline that just passed, but the deadline before about a potential Eric Gordon addition, I could see Eric, Eric Gordon as a guy who might, might hypothetically be on the move in this scenario, be it to the sun. I also might think that this deal might be a separate yeah, deal. Yeah, it could very well be. And then well. going to the, going to the wizards. I don't know. It maybe maybe yeah I don't think Eric Gordon is going to the Suns via the Wizards after they just Marcus got deal. Morris and Terrence Mann perhaps. Um, Terrence Mann would be a high value add for uh the Wizards and a guy who they could kind of figure out in in a few better situations. So. There are some guys who they they might be able to get. I hope it's not Zubac. I I just want him to stay <laughs> with the Clippers, not because I I. I'm trying to not, ruin not, the Clippers' well, lives here. I, what do you I'd YouTube rather doing? him stay with the yeah. Clippers. Yeah. Well, his lives are already ruined. I'd just so rather let's, him stay yeah. with the Clippers than like, compete with Gafford. I want Gafford to have a clear landing spot and mm. like him to get a real chance to be a number one center next season on a rebuilding team. Also shout out to mm. my guy, Kawhi Leonard shout yeah. out to my guy. What a double yeah. agent working inside the Clipper organization to further destroy it yeah. to allow the Lakers to be good. We appreciate Kawhi Leonard and all his efforts. Thank you for not showing up for exit interviews. We would like to also thank you for keeping your physical therapist on the Clippers organization and also all of the front office in complete darkness on your on your rehab situation. We would we would like to also thank you on your shrouded in secrecy uh Am I available? Am I not available throughout the season? Kudos to you, sir, and all the hard work you've done to make a Clipper team that was Vegas favorites, like what, almost every yeah, one of the favorites, favorites every year with him. Credit to Kawhi Leonard. 
to allowing that team to be absolutely irrelevant mm-hmm. through this whole process. No, no. Like, yeah. congratulations to him. I am, uh, man, as, I'm as so excited about that. As much as a shout out you can give to Kawhi there, I'm, I'm not sure it's Kawhi or if it's just Clippers going to clip. Uh, this feels like every single generation. Hey, you said it, I didn't. By the way, that was a Canadian saying that. That's usually yeah, my line, it. but thank you, buddy. Thank uh, you. I, that that seems to be the perfect way to sign <clears throat> off here. This wonderful Beal trade, CP3 yeah. moving back home to the Clippers. And overall, just uh exciting day in the NBA. Also, keep that in mind, that is tentative yeah, as it, of it, right now. The reports like is that he's being rerouted. We don't know as of yet, but all it's likelihood, CP3 will not yeah. end up a wizard. He yeah, will end up a clipper. by a few people, so, so I think we're looking at a Okay. How many, how many uh, people we got cooperate? Pull it back up. Let, let me take a look. We yeah. got... Um, I saw a Shams quote about it, but I can't seem to pull that one up now. And then we also have Haynes, obviously, as the first one with the report. And uh, there was a a Fisher tweet, a Jake Fisher tweet as well. Jake Fisher's been all over it, man. He was the one that broke the news about uh, Boston being like uh, the third team involved. Hollinger as well. So we've got... Okay. All right. So then we will yeah. go ahead and report it, it that looks it looks like indeed like Chris Paul is going to the Clippers, at least in the works. Like he looks like he's going there. So we now have Bill in Phoenix. We have <laughs> Shamit yeah. in Washington, and we have CP3 yeah. in Los Angeles, which that's where he wanted to end up anyway, by the way. Whatever is going back to Washington, and that's the mystery prize, the poo-poo platter prize. I can't wait. Can I ask one question? How upset will Patrick be? Uh, About about what part? Oh, he... This deal. You you can look at the value. already. He is livid with the... I wish we can get him on so he would freak out. I think... (laughs) Coming up over the summer here, we might have uh, a few guest appearances from our cast of characters so we can stop just talking about these guys and start blessing the airways with their presence. See, Nico says bless. I say I I don't know about bless, so I'm just throwing that out there right now. I'm going to apologize to all the FRPC fans now. Just now. But... I will tell you that the gates are strong. We have held them off oh, through yeah. the draft process. <laughs> um, okay, okay. Uh, one final report we can throw in there. Uh, good. Beal good. Fi- ultimately only decided to waive his no-trade clause for the Suns. Did not do it for the Heat, Bucks, or Kings. So that's, that's how Makes we sense. ended up with this package. Makes sense. And also keep in mind, when I talked to you last night, that Leontis was taking this situation into heavy, heavy consideration when he was making his decision, okay? 
So I understand, like, this was all in tandem. I don't want anybody to think that Bill was like, you better do this or whatever. I can tell you that the owner himself and Bill and agents and all of the front office people work in concert with one another to get this deal done. Whether you like it or not, as far as an NBA person who says this is a horrible uh, asset uh, recoup or whatever the case may be, this is the deal that got done. And I will say that from the ownership standpoint, again, they had a really good relationship and relationship won over value or asset recuperation. So with that being said, I guess we can go ahead and sign off. Nico, uh, thank you for all of your efforts. We will see you back here on Monday. Uh, we will have draft coverage. We will have yeah. trade rumors. And uh, from us we will days. have the LeBron clock of retirement. So just, just get ready. <laughs> yeah. We'll have the LeBron retirement I, clock I put up as well. We'll have to wait and see. No, I know. I'm just, I'm just, I, I think it's funny that he hasn't said yeah. anything since that or whatever. Like, it's yeah, supposed to hold some sort of fire that. underneath somebody's feet. Trust and believe, dude. You're not getting your superstar. And by the way, Chris Paul is not going to be a Laker. So stick that in your <laughs> banana boat. And that's how we'll leave it for the Canadian Bomber, the Canadian Shaman, the Canadian Bill Simmons, the Canadian Zach Lowe, and my favorite, the forever Canadian son of one, Loretta Curran, whose birthday is tomorrow, and we will shout her out on her birthday. Rest in power, my mother. And we are out, and CP3 is going to the Clippers, boys.